Well, everybody has lots of ideas. That's the point. So this will be an interesting one because, yeah, it's recording. All right. This will be an interesting one just because. Yeah. My point of view, and I I feel like ideas are shit. Like, everybody has the same idea. I've never thought of anything truly unique that somebody else didn't do it. I think the the variable is execution, right? Like, people executing on the actual idea. True. Like, you, you said you had this idea for Navi. From now on, it's going to be called Navi. Light fixture. It's called Remodel Firm. Whatever. Navi. (laughs) Like, that could have, for all we know, been a very successful business, but nobody executed on it. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe Lowe's did it. Well, then let's talk about ideas. All right. All right. Shark Tank probably makes people have even more ideas now that it's around. I wonder how many people do you think Shark Tank sees in order to film an episode? Like, how many... Google it. Or to figure... Google it? Everything. <laughs> Google's the answer for yeah. everything. I, you know, it's funny. is Google, like, used to have ideas. I wouldn't search for them on Google because I thought they could listen or capture the, <laughs> what I was typing and looking for. And then they would come up with the, the best ideas. Like, they would be faster. No. <laughs> I searched that on the dark web. Nice. Um, but this isn't true. I don't think everybody has ideas. You don't. You haven't spent your 48 years coming up with all these ideas of things you want to create, right? How many ideas in 48 years do you think you've had of new businesses that you wanted to start? Oh, of new businesses? Yeah, new businesses. Uh, or ideas, products, whatever. Uh, um, zero on new businesses. Um Lots on products, lots on things that should be done. Just lots of ideas in general. Right. Um, but but to your to your point, entrepreneurial ideas. Um, yeah, that's more of a of a specific thing. But um, so you'll be doing yeah. something. You say there should be a product for this, but then it kind of ends there. You've never actually tried to build the product or start the thing or see if there was a market for it or think about going on your own or yeah yeah no 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 absolutely absolutely not like 100 percent not so um yeah as we get deeper into the topic i have um lots of thoughts but in general on on i don't know structuring it like um uh yeah um I've got pages I, full. Huh? I've got pages full of ideas. I guess, so So I'll, I'll, I'll start here. We can put it where it belongs. But the way you opened is, is genuinely what I feel about it. So, so I genuinely feel most ideas are bad ideas. Just most ideas that happen in the world That's are, why it's are amazing that he thinks Clean Layer is a good idea. Um, because in uh, general, yeah. he shoots everything down. Yeah. But when he heard yeah. the Clean Layer True. idea, he was like, yeah. that's got something. Yeah, I think most ideas are bad ideas. And then, so... You mentioned execution as a separating thing. Um, I kind of did some study on this back at Sabre and kind of classified into kind of um, solution approach execution. I think either, either, any of those things. So, so the solution was really around the idea. And if you, there are certain things, certain solutions, certain ideas, certain choices that I don't care how you approach it, how you execute on it, it's just not gonna work. It's just not a good enough solution or idea. And then, but I do agree, just because you have a good idea, you got to kind of fall down and, and implement things the right way and do things the right way. But, yep. but in general, um, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with ideas. And, um, and one of the gifts I have is kind of being a strategic thinker and being really pragmatic about stuff is, yeah, I can predict things that will kill ideas. And, um, and so I just 
kind of think a whole lot of steps in the future and I think about risk and I think about risks off of risks and all that stuff. And so th these are the reasons that I kill ideas and, and probably the dominant idea is a killer my own. Like I can kill an idea as fast as I can have an idea. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm a good idea killer. Yeah. Idea sure. killer. killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you didn't clean, kill clean layer. So now that's either good because you very rarely believe in something or it's bad because you're wrong so often on the ones you kill. Have I been wrong on one I've killed? Probably, because you say you kill all of them. I've been wrong on No, 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 I, I don't kill... You said you would have killed the fire early on. I don't kill... Um, I think I've got a decent batting average, but... Um, uh, and... Yeah, yeah, no, when you told me about Defy, I was like, no, this works, you fit, this is a real bit... This is real. And, and what, Defy is seven years old? You and I have been together for five, so... Mm -hmm. So, I, I've been with you since pretty early on in defy when the valuation was very low and um and no from the second i talked to you i was guaranteeing success on that business on you and i don't think there was any more bullish person on defy um but uh or probably a lot of people had bullish as me a lot of people believed in you in it but but there have been a lot of businesses that we've acquired at companies that i've been a part of and stuff like that or products that have been spun up at Travelocity and products that have been spun up at Active. And it's like, stupid, 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 stupid. What's the business case for this? I think I bet a thousand on that. And um, interesting. We've got all these. We need to figure out a way to actually challenge that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not provable. We've already sold more on Stu Houndies than you um, originally thought. True. You said ten dollars originally. True. No, I didn't. True. No. And what are we at? Let's see what we're at. Seventeen hundred or something. No, that's not. That's not true at all. It's definitely not true. All right. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so I have that kind of. Okay, so you don't have a book full of ideas. Definitely do not. Do you keep all yours in one place, Justin? I do. And I, I wish I'd started started earlier. So I used to like wake up in the middle of the night and have ideas and I wouldn't write them down and I would wake up, I'd be like, I'm going to remember this. And I don't remember any of it. So then I finally just kept a notebook, started with a notebook and then moved into the phone stuff and just tried to keep a log of all the ideas I've had. I think I, if we went through this list to play that game with you, I would agree that a lot of these are terrible ideas. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, I definitely, I've always got, I always have ideas in my head. Since you were a little? Since I was little. Yeah. Always. One of the first ideas I think that I can recall that I had was the, you know, the, and I think they're popular. Well, I don't know if they are anymore. I don't have kids, but the bowls Perfect. that have the, <laughs> the bowls that have the straw, uh, built into the bowl. Yeah. So when you finish your cereal, you just drink the milk through the little uh -huh. straw. Yeah. Uh, that was my idea. <laughs> that was your idea. <laughs> that, that was me. But you didn't do anything. I didn't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, except you gave it to Google. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't it. think Google was, existed back then. Okay. Yeah. So ever since you were little, you were having ideas. Yeah, yeah. But when you were little, did you try to implement any of them or do any of them? I mean, the typical stuff kids do, always. like lawn mowing and things like that, like services-based businesses, but yeah. nothing yeah. nothing that is like a like a tangible product. Right. Like I never executed on building anything like that that, right. that I, I recall. I don't think so. But uh, No, but it was always just about more services stuff, hard work type things, but... But yeah, I've always kept a list of ideas, tons, and yeah. we can we can probably revisit some of these. Yeah. So were your ideas more around products or yeah. businesses? Because they're different. It could be. different. It is different. So these the 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 idea around them was that the conceptually you could I think you could make money on these ideas, mm -hmm. but I think more so my my idea tended to land more in the consumer space, yeah. which is typically a lot more free right. type stuff or freemium type products, which are 
a little bit different strategy on how you're going to monetize that type of stuff. So I, I really didn't go into it thinking about it as a business or how to make money, but just things like I think to your point is things that I think might add value to the to the world or to the society or whatever. Whether it's a successful like valuable like you know revenue generating idea or not, who knows? Yeah. Some of these are very terrible ideas actually. Yeah. But uh, in yeah. hindsight, but I like to keep them, and for a while. I did. I just would go into the same notepad and just start jotting them down, which it doesn't tell me like the date that I that I came up with it. So then, I don't know. A few years ago, I started putting the actual date on there, so I could kind of see that's what. Well, that's one of them. Yeah, I think I have a couple. So I have some in here that has that I just kept listed out. That's really cool. So right. so you have them, you list them, you write them down. Now let's. So oh, what sorry. about you? I didn't think we could hear you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Like I was born having ideas. Like. Um, but not necessarily for products. Like I'm not a big product person or anything, but mostly around what businesses did I want to try? What businesses did I want to build? Um, yeah, since I was little, they were all stupid, like to your point. I mean, like, yeah. but, and we have one kid who, um, who is basically the same, who she's always coming up with things and ideas and businesses. And, and she's just at the age where, yeah, most of them are not going to be anything or go anywhere, but it's the process of going through it. She yeah. says I shut her down all the time because I'm like, is that going to make money? Let's make a balance sheet. Let's do all this kind of stuff. But I'm trying to teach her to walk through it to figure out whether it's a good idea or not, though she finds it soul crushing. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like, uh, and I don't, I I've always thought that I had ideas like crazy when I was little because there was nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you're just stuck in a trailer house, on a lake with nothing else to do except throw berries off the tree, <laughs> then what are you going to do except be creative and come up with ideas yeah, and stuff yeah. like that? But I don't know if it was just how I was wired and how I was born or if it was because I was bored as hell. Um, but yeah, I would, you know, I, stu stupid stuff like when you're seven and you decide you're... <laughs> Like, I couldn't be worse at decorating, right? Like, I just couldn't even be no. worse at decorating. <laughs> but I was going to have a decorating company to make... Um, uh, things to put along the top border of your wall, which is basically me cutting out triangles of paper and coloring them and then gluing them up to my wall or whatever. And like I was, wallpaper. Wallpaper, yes. <laughs> like wallpaper. Like wallpaper. It be paper, <laughs> but on the wall. But it was going to be colorful and it was like. And it was going to pattern. Yeah, and so I, so I would spend days, you know, working on wallpaper and then I would spend, um, yeah, I would spend days working. I, I created a. I had, uh, my dad had six brothers and sisters, I had 16 cousins. I created uh, a family newsletter that I would put out once a month and everybody lived in different states, like far away from each other. So I'd gather all their information and I would use my Vic Commodore 64 to create a newsletter for everybody, you know, or a publication or something. So that's not necessarily a business or a product, but I was always trying to create something. And then I really wanted to be in financial planning or helping people with finances. And I wanted to start like a consumer credit organization or help people with their debt and stuff like that no idea how to do it no way would it do it I mean I remember I was in college in an apartment and I was putting up flyers like to try to get enough people coming to me that I could like really build something which didn't work and um and then yeah I mean I remember sitting at my first job so bored as an analyst and I was gonna buy this land and start a drive-in movie theater I was I had all you know the financials built out to start a drive-in movie theater so it's not like creative product ideas um and then yeah and then i i started the idea to for um for kids books christian publishing company and i was really sure that was going to work um 
And so I would write my own, but oh, what I wanted to do was bring, and actually this did come to fruition on the internet, what I wanted to do was bring artists and writers together. So I could write, but I couldn't draw. I mean, I really can't write, but I thought I could write, but I couldn't draw. And so I wanted to find illustrators for my books. Well, where are you supposed to find them? And I'm like, oh, the thing, this internet thing should really help me find. So I started a website where if you're an artist, you sign up and you get, you know, you get to bid on different things. And if you're a writer, you sign up. Well, those sites are all over the place now. And self-publishing is a big thing now. So mine was all self-publishing and tying artists and writers together, but I had no idea what I was doing and I had no idea how to even use you know, use ads to mm-hmm. get people to sign up or anything. No idea how to monetize it. Um, but I felt like there should be a way to self-publish. I felt like there, because so many people have an idea for a book or a kid's book or something that they want to create for their kid and they can't, right? And this was five years after I did the the franchise business of making um, personalized kids' books. So then I was thinking you could take it a step further and make them online. And we did a bunch of them, but I didn't make any money. Um, and it was super time consuming because you had to figure out how to make a book and all that stuff. And um, yeah, and then the knobs business and um, and then Defy, I think, was successful because it came out of 20 years of seeing something not working. So all my other ideas were nice ideas and stuff like that. But how do you really execute on it? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But this, I spent 20 years executing on it. So I had in my mind the exact picture of what to build and what was needed as as if I had been in the, if I'd been in the publishing industry for 20 years I probably would have been able right. to better execute on something right so that was easier to execute on um even in real estate I tried creative like things of building a business and different things I wanted to do and then and then the and then clean layer obviously came from from the seven years of building defy the most frustrating part of my job because I mean, 50% of my job was legal, even though I have no legal background. So 50% of my job was redlining documents and legal, and it was such a, a horrific, inefficient process. So, so that again came from, from kind of, you know, seeing it not work and stuff like that. So I think the best ideas have to come from really what you know doesn't work, and you know a right way to make it work. Yeah, it like solving like, a problem. Yeah, solving, solving a problem that you yourself had and it would solve it for you and then it would solve it for other people so was money a motivator for those ideas no never yeah no i mean even when i was little i was because when i i probably outgrew my love of money at i don't know third by 30 um but even before 30 it the ideas never were tied to money like it was never about ooh, this could make a million dollars it's just who you are right yeah Um, uh so money was never the motivator for any of them um it's it's just about it's just about creating something and achieving something and bringing it out there. Yeah, it's interesting. The the did I want to circle back on? Did you list them and do kind of the thing like him making no, lists of never. journals, anything like that? Okay, so you didn't do that. And then you mentioned your offspring. I know your offspring, and they generate <laughs> lots of ideas, yeah. right? So there's this nature nurture thing. Lauren keeps. And then, and then you mentioned. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of yours were around businesses. A lot of yours are around, um, sound like they're around little inventions and things like that or services that may help mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, but more under the invention type of umbrella. And then, um, and then, yeah, it's interesting thinking patterns of people like, so So for me it would be I'll, I'll have um, a, a billion ideas around solutions to things that aren't 
common to the room or whatever, or dynamics that I see going on or, or things that could be done and all that stuff. Um, uh, you know, probably more towards the invention side than the business side. Cause I just, I'm a business killer, like I said, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I guess, I guess everybody kind of has their own, um, uh, like humans. We all have, we all have ideas, right? They're not unique to, to anyone in particular, but, um, but but what part yeah, of that is nature and nurture? Into, because um, I had everybody around me owned their own business, right? Did it, people around you all own their own business? No, like my uncle and my grandpa, they had businesses uh, themselves. Like they started their own business. Like my grandpa started a drafting company, I think, when he retired from a, another. Yeah, another my dad company. did. My grandpa yeah. did. But it didn't change um, you. But like, because I, I was thinking that watching my dad and my uncle and my other uncle and stuff that that may have made me think, oh, I need my own business one day. But did it make you think that? Yeah. So I guess that's it's more, I mean, I'm always a believer it's more nature than nurture. Yeah, I, yeah, I tend to believe that too. Um, interesting. Um, so best idea that you, um, let's keep positive, best idea that you've had that hasn't, to join Clean Layer, that was his best idea. The best idea <laughs> ever. Well, I guess I was going to flip it. Like, what's a good idea that you learned was a bad idea? And could you have known it? Um, that you did something with and you learned it was a bad idea? Or was just... Did um, you do anything? Well, yeah, you started one company. Yeah, yeah. me and Ed, we, uh, <laughs> we started a... It's funny, man, because like the way that things have, have kind of morphed... At, at the time, this stuff didn't exist. So, like... The, uh, this whole concept of what later became called like ephemeral messaging or things where the messages would disappear. Like so people would post, like Snapchat, the modern day Snapchat mm-hmm. you would call okay. ephemeral messaging. So you send something out there and it disappears after a certain period of time. Okay. We built an app that would effectively do that originally. Um, and this is, I think... So you had an idea for Snapchat. Yeah, but it, but they executed flawless. It was great. Like right. we were nowhere near the execution of that. Right. Our, our app was in fact was called like message in a bottle. Uh-huh. And the concept was That's you good. take, you know, you, yeah. in a, you yeah. find bottles in the ocean, you throw it out and then somebody random That's would good. get it and you wouldn't necessarily know who it was from. So we built an app oh, that, would, okay. that would kind of do that. So people could write stuff, push it out into the wild unknown and then other people would basically randomly search the beach for these bottles and then they could read the messages or whatever. And they could... Uh, I think the first iteration didn't didn't include any comments or anything, but then we grew to add uh, reactions and comments and things like that. And what we learned, at least in that process, which is which is we we stopped working with it, was people are just so mean when there's anonymity like around everything, really? right? Like they were not writing nice. Messages. No, and and, oh. and if somebody would put something very nice out there, the responses to it would be just very like really? terrible. Yeah, and so we were finding ourselves like trying to figure out how do we how do we improve how this? How do we make people like we didn't want to censor it, but like man, the stuff was was awful, and so oh, they were putting mean messages. Yeah, in the mean bottle? messages in the bottle <laughs> or, or responses to the bottles. And oh, so, I thought they're being mean about the bottles and the. No. Like, no, no, no. Like people in the bottles would be like the messages there typically were more normal if I if I recall, but it was more the, the when we introduced commenting where people could comment on the messages. Yeah. So uh-huh. you get a new message, you it's can like comment Flower it and Mount pass cares. it on. Uh-huh. It's like Flower Mound cares. What's that? That's the the Facebook group for Flower Mound where everybody's mean to each other. I'm not on that. Oh, it's terrible. Don't really? get on it. Oh, no, people are so mean. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's horrible. But it's it's basically like the internet. So oh yeah. So. Yeah. Wait, was it a free app? It was free. It was free, but we, and we. But neither we, of you are working. How are you going to make any money? Ads. Well, yeah, yeah, ads or whatever is what the plan was yeah. at some point. But yeah. you know, we got thousands of downloads, and we ultimately pushed it on a really? couple different a couple different platforms. But we just got tired of kind of it was this was before like all this 
woke culture and everything now where you know people are worried about censorship and and all the public discourse and not wanting to kind of shut certain conversations down but the conversations at least from our perspective were so bad that we're like why why do we i don't want this on the platform this is terrible like was was this pre-twitter or uh twitter was uh twitter was out already i think because that came out like 2000 something yeah discovered what the internet is and I think it was I think it was is. out but it certainly wasn't yeah. what it is today yeah think, yeah well, I think at the time it may have even just been like a yeah, like a texting app because Twitter yeah. originally was just a texting yeah. app how, um, well, how long did idea. you guys do it full time uh, well, we never did it full time. We we still had day jobs. Uh, so, okay, but we so you uh, never jumped completely, not completely into it. So, actually, before Defy, I was I was ready. This was a this was a different idea that we had. But anyway, to answer your question though, was that was probably one that I thought we thought was cool and we thought it was yeah. interesting. But it's a good idea. But yeah. we we quickly learned how how terrible no, no, no. how a, terrible of a of an experience it was at least for us and the way we were executing on it. And I think some of the other products that are out there have executed it much better, and the yeah. content and stuff is nowhere near as yeah. As, yeah. as bad but um, wrapping some sort of identity around conversations I think matters because if if you're on this social or this platform or this group Facebook group and it's you that's writing you're less likely to be mean yeah. than if Except you were some still are even when, yeah, yeah, less likely. Husker Frogs 101 or something like that right you have a right. fake name yeah. Um, but but yeah that, that, that one was probably like when I did that we were we were pretty excited about that just yeah. we felt like didn't end up the way we we had wanted it to. How much money did you put into it? Just mostly time. I mean, we've got a couple of things like infrastructure and stuff, like you know, maybe a thousand bucks tops. Is that developed too? Did that develop? At the time, yeah, we were both developers. Yeah, oh. so me him, it was me and him. We built the first. Oh, and then we had one other person too, and so we we were all basically grinding out the development side of it too. I mean, really, really no good business sense, I guess, at the time. And so we weren't even thinking about making money because it was a it was a world where all these consumer apps were coming out and it was yeah. like none of them were making money. Right. And the only way to get real users is, is to make it free, right? Yeah. Um, and then eventually figure out a way to monetize the users. Um, mm. We just didn't go that, that far into it. Um, but yeah, before Defy, I was actually ready to quit because um, we had another idea that was around um, uh, fitness, but for like trying to incentivize people to get into the fitness you know, to, to work out. out. Well, yes, they're out now, yeah. but at the time there was nothing. I think the only thing that we saw that was out there was like Diet Bet was one of the sites yeah. that we saw. But basically, we wanted a, a concept to where you could effectively gamble, um, but for working out. And all right. these fitness trackers had just yeah. started coming out. So Fitbit, I think. Uh, what else was out at the time? Jawbone, I think, had their own uh, thing. And so we, we created an app to let you connect your um, your fitness tracker to it. And then it would track your steps or whatever and use that and convert it into a point system. And then you would get points and you would bet on something. So you'd say, hey, I'm going to have a steps competition for three days and we're all going to put $20 in the pot. And at the end, whoever wins gets the money. And so we were going to use these fitness trackers to kind of level the playing field a little bit um, and sort of create this kind of gambling experience around fitness, but also get people, I guess, interested in wanting to do it. But you never did it. We never finished it, no. Well, so I was the only one ready to quit. So Ed uh, and, and our other business partner, Ed married single income household. And then my other friend at the time, she was just getting married. So she was about to spend a lot of money on that. So I was the only one that was ready to kind of go full time on it. But it didn't make sense for just me to do it by myself, I don't think. I think I don't think it would have worked out that way yeah. if, we, if we had done that. Um, hmm. Anyway, then I went, ended up going to Defy instead. Well, yeah, and maybe that's what puts put you guys in the room like because there's um there's idea people Mm -hmm. and there are people that actually have idea people but 
actually do something do with some of those ideas, right? And you yeah. certainly don't need to act on all, we don't need to act on all of our ideas. So, so you, um, I assume that, so you've just rattled off two things that, yeah, I, it's on my list somewhere. I did it. And, and do you find yourself that you do some of these ideas sometimes and they don't yeah, live there? I, yeah. Certainly, so certainly back yeah. then when I, when I felt like I had more to contribute from a doer perspective, um, yeah. I, that's, I, we're the only ones that could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the transitioning into, I guess, more of a product centric type role. I think they, they probably get a bad rap for being idea people um, because, or anybody that's in kind of that management kind of project management or product management role, I think is less doing, it really is less doing like tangible um, execution. It seems like so, but I embrace it. I'm fine with being the idea guy or whatever, but certainly I can, I can, I can turn out like design product designs and things like that. But but back then, when I was a developer, I mean, that's that's all it was. It was three. It was three developers, <laughs> all working to try to build this, and that was the only. We were the only people that could actually do it. So we didn't have anybody from a like I guess from a business perspective that could that yeah. could look at from a yeah. financial perspective and say, hey, we need to be hitting these numbers and da 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 da. We didn't even care about that at that point. We all had jobs, so we right. were just trying to do something fun on the side in hopes that yeah. you know if it got enough traction that we could you know eventually make the switch to that being full time. Yeah, Yeah, because I was going to ask what makes a winning idea, but I think it's really what makes winning execution because, yeah, yeah, you have bad to good ideas and anywhere in between. And then, like, whenever, when anybody would ask me about why it was successful, there's so many things that went into it. Having the right combination of people is critical. I mean, when I think of all my failed ideas, maybe they failed because they were bad ideas. Maybe they failed because I didn't know what I was doing. Maybe they failed because I was trying to do them on my own and I didn't have the right combination of people working on them. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, I think we got really fortunate just with the initial three developers we got at mm-hmm. the last company that not even necessarily about how good they were, but that they could work with me, right? Because yeah. you have to find people that are good at working with you. Yep. You're better at adjusting to different people's person, but I'm not good at adjusting to different right. per- people's personalities. So to find three people that could take random requirements and chicken scratches, because I knew exactly what I wanted to do, but I'm not going to, and they could take it and run with it and do something with it. Having that right combination of people not just at the beginning, but all throughout the progression of time, right? Like yeah. the, the right combination of people. So winning execution, it seems like, is yeah, a lot the idea, a lot luck, a lot finding the right types of people that are willing to to jump in and work on it. Um, because I, I mean, I meet with I meet with lots of people who say they have an idea and they want to talk to me about how to raise money or how to do this or how to do that. Um, but they can't necessarily convince any others to follow them. So they mm-hmm, can't mm-hmm. get the other right. people that they need yeah. on board with them to do something. And maybe that's because it's a bad idea, and when they hit the right idea, they can. Because like you think of my of the knobs business, right? Nobody was getting, no. I mean, that's not true. I could have gotten some people on board, but I wasn't, I wasn't gonna get somebody on board who wanted to make a lot of money, because it was never gonna be a lot of money. So right. the only people I was gonna get on board would just be somebody who wanted to kind of learn and build out something. And I guess I still did get a couple of people. So so really, whoever is leading it has to be able to get the right people on the bus to execute on it, because you can't yeah. execute on it by yourself. Yeah, and I, I don't even see, like most of the ideas or whatever that I have, I won't even consider them failures, because they're just ideas. So it's right. just things that I'm writing down. So I'm yeah. not even yeah. necessarily executing on 90% of them, But I'm just saying, them, like right? if we said, how do, how do you pick which one of those is a winning idea? Part of it is how good the idea is, and part of it's how able you are to get the people the money 
the sales, the all the different things I, in line. I, I I tend to think that any just about any idea that you could come up with, you could make a successful business on it. And I, but I think it comes down more to the actual execution of that business, yeah. right? Yeah. Like if you wanted to start a blog on whatever. Right, you can generate a bunch of content and have people that are in that niche community that are probably interested in whatever that topic might be. Right, right, and then you right. know figure out a way to monetize that. No, I'm not saying it'd be. Yeah. You know, there's levels to it. I'm income. sure, it's but like yeah, yeah, you could you could make money, make millions, but you could right. make a salary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and you're always talking about like you know the number of people, but there's so many people in the world that that if you're just yeah, what one of the books I can't remember which book was probably one you gave me that. Yeah, it's just like you only need to have, was it the thing you sent me the other day? So many super fans, right? You want oh, to be yeah. able to monetize yeah. off so many people. A thousand mm-hmm. true fans, yeah. So not, yeah, I mean, not everybody has to has to like whatever you're talking about or whatever you're doing. Or for Clean Layer, we don't need everybody in the world to use Clean Layer. We need enough people to use Clean yeah, Layer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, don't, I don't know, it's like an interesting thing being in... Um, because you mentioned luck and you mentioned just this philosophy that you have that kind of everything has possibilities and potential. And, um, and certainly the idea that you went through was a billion dollar idea mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. You mentioned a blog. I'm sure that somebody's, some blogs are like worth a lot of money. And, um, and then, you know, Stephanie and I were just talking about the kid that, um, uh, his idea was, you know the kid that opens toys. I was just thinking the same thing. The kid that opens <laughs> toys. Like yeah. how do you how do you yeah. make seven million dollars a year opening toys? Yeah, that's, that's and um, but he did. So, um, but then I also say um, um, uh, it's also possible to be Luka Doncic. It's also possible to win the lottery. Like someone's going to win the lottery today or tomorrow. Or someone will win the lottery this week, mm-hmm. even though the. So, so I guess that proves that it's possible. Although when I look at the odds on the back of the ticket, I consider one in a million kind of impossible. Yeah. Even though it happens, every, one in a million happens every day. But that's kind of beyond my threshold for what's possible. Like if if you told me I had a one in a million chance of I don't know running around Los Colinas in ten minutes or something. I don't know whatever the stupid thing is. Then I would say, okay, that's you basically think it's impossible even though it's kind of possible. But so that's why you've never started a business. So yeah, so so I don't know if um uh so I think anything that you can name somebody probably either has or will mm-hmm. have been incredibly successful with it. But then anything that you can name probably 10,000 people have failed at it. I don't I have no idea how many people have failed at it and I get trapped in between those things and then I try to tease out risks and or stuff never like started, that. Right? Yeah, or never started. And then when they've never started, then you're like, is it because it's a bad idea? Or yeah. is it well, so I think with ideas comes like the notion of success and failure. And I, I want to understand each of your strengths because you're just so so different from me. But um, and I'm really attracted to people that are different from me, by the way. So when I... You're um, attracted to Justin? Yeah. yeah. I knew it. <laughs> this is really <laughs> a it. sexy thing. I've <laughs> never talked this way before. Um, but um, like how with your mindsets you think about success and failure so um start myself but i will have goals of okay this needs to well if it's a hobby it can do whatever right but but if i was trying to um start a knobs business then (laughs) knobby Knobby, start the knobby business (laughs) 
then it's um, uh, it's okay. This is what it needs to do. And if it and and I kind of have my plans. If I missed my if I missed my estimates and missed them by a lot and wasted my time, in my mind that's that's failure. But then another mindset could be, oh, at least I tried and I had fun with this and I had fun with that <laughs> and I learned this and I met this person and there's really no such thing as failure because there's always a silver lining to everything. So, um, and then other people, maybe everything's a failure even though there's, everything's a failure even though it's teeming with silver linings, it's still a failure because you have that mindset. So what's kind of, Steph, what's, what's your mindset when you think about success or failure and things you've tried in the past that... You, you've named like four or five things that didn't work out as well as you would have hoped. They weren't failures. So how do you think about that? Well, that was you trying to imitate me, right? With that funny voice? No. Oh. It was wasn't. Almost, I thought it was you. It yeah. wasn't. I've never seen you dance around. I had to look up that. Yeah. just to make sure like, it was you. That's Stephanie? Yeah. So A, um, when I'm starting something, I never think of the parameters of success and failure. Uh-huh. So I think you probably do as an accountant. Like if I do this, 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 it'll be successful. Or what are the odds I'll be successful? So, so yeah, in my mind, I don't think about success and failure. I don't differentiate them. And per your little uh, voice of me, uh, <laughs> wasn't <it> here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think everything is everything is a learning experience, and everything adds to who you are and what you do and what you do in the future. And so, I think if you're if you're praying and you're listening to God and you're going in the direction that you're supposed to go, then that's the way you're supposed to go. And, um, and so, so yeah, so I don't feel like, I mean, was, um, Christ inspired, which was the Christian publishing company. Was it a failure? Well, yeah, I mean, it didn't work and I lost $30,000 and it's not still around. So it's, it's, it's a failure, I guess. Um, so I guess if I have to name something a failure, I'd name it a failure. Uh, in the process, I learned a lot about myself, um, I have books out there for my kids for the rest of their lives and our grandkids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there were things that were successful about mm-hmm. it. But if my definition was, did I create a successful business that changed anything in the world and or made money? Probably not, unless somebody got one of the books and it made their life better. Then yeah, I would yeah. say probably not. And Defy would be a success because it's still in business and it made money and, and those types of things. Um, but... But going into anything, I don't think about whether I'll fail or succeed. Yeah, so so I think, um, yeah, what what I guess I hit on is that that mindset because again, going from ideas to action, um, I think maybe it's not only not fear. Care. Maybe it's not only fear that keeps people from turning ideas into action, but fear is a a thing. I think that you know, whatever we could talk about. So fear is a thing. So that mindset and drilling it and testing it and maybe having fear at first and getting a progression, learning, looking back, that's a mindset that makes it extremely safe to turn ideas into real things, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and so I think that's a, a great mindset. And um, uh, and then so what, what about you? you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think it's similar. I don't know if I'm so like... Um, stubborn to say that I think it's black and white but because again I think I'm an optimist just DNA so I definitely think that there's always learnings in, in any any situation and things that ultimately in hindsight you can you that bring positive you know action from or whatever but 
And I think, I mean, I think though, to challenge you a little bit, I think on the card game, we, we set what we thought would be successful for that. Like we obviously just did it for fun, but, um, you know, I think, I think it's okay to set. Yeah, I think so. I think we, I think we said like 10 grand or something like that. I mean, we're yeah, likely not going to hit yeah. that, but, <laughs> yeah, but so, but, but, but like if we would have, but if, there's no chance if the card game only gets two and you've got this deck and you've made it, you've got these dogs. There's no question that's successful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so. I think that's what we said. I said, if, I think we said if we, if we could get a successful Kickstarter yeah. and we could actually get decks printed and have them in our possession, it wasn't a dollar, yeah. but that we said that that would, we would feel successful about yeah. having but it built But to me, again. even just printing the first deck before we put it on Kickstarter was yeah. successful. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think it's because I'm an achiever, right? So like sure. it's a thing, so once we printed a deck, forget about Kickstarter, forget about anybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we created it, we created yeah, yeah. the rules, we created yeah. the things, we printed it, yep. check. That was like cool. Yeah. It felt it's good, right? Mark, like you right. got, you get yeah. that in the mail and all that. Yeah, so, so it's success, right? Yeah. And then it's like, Okay, well, do we want to, you know, other different levels? So, so to me, yeah, so whether we sold two decks or a thousand decks or whatever. Yeah. Now, of course, if we end up being top game seller on Amazon or something, then I, can, I could be logical enough to call that more successful than just finishing it and printing myself a deck from, yeah, a, sure. from a worldly standpoint, right? Yeah. But, but. And I guess that, that's, that's kind of what I mean, like, even with my, you know, with my mindset, um, you could be like, um, you could have the mindset of, crap, I set out to do this. I really wanted to do $10,000. I really wanted this to, I wanted this to go. Like, I want this at Target. I want this at Amazon. Yeah. And, oh, and, then, um, <laughs> and then you're kind of um, crying about that. Yeah. And then you have to reset and say, hold on. You ha- you've never made a game before. You had an right. idea for yeah. a game. You've got a game. Like, yep. that's good. That's success. Right. And so... Um, that's true. There are and, huge thinkers. And then, so, so, so mm-hmm. I think it's really great to take stuff. Now, now, if you had um, um, sold the house and, like, put it all into the game, <laughs> and, and then you have, like, you put it out there. You yeah. put everything into this game, and then... You didn't hit any of the financial metrics you needed to hit. And then you come over to me and say, yeah, but at least I got this cute little card game. I mean, I know we spent a million dollars on it, but we got this cute little card game. It's a whole different equation, right? So I guess everything yeah. kind of has those two But is success sort of to insular to, to the individual? Because yeah, in that totally situation, is. the person who does those, who from an outside perspective you may think is crazy, yeah, yeah. even if they felt successful because yeah. they gave it a shot, like yeah. is that's why I think there's the worldly definition right. and there's what you feel yeah. in your heart. Right. Right. Yeah, the success podcast because there are so many uber successful people that just don't think they've achieved enough to justify themselves or whatever, and so they yeah. look at it the one way I'm talking about, and they're people that are just flopping all over the place, just have a great attitude about it, and yeah. um, so I don't know where anything lands, but um, but on that fear of failure thing and on what can I get out of it on clean layer we've got a lot of people that have invested money into this we promise you they're you know go no goes and all that stuff yeah i mean if we try it um return 25 percent of people's capital to them um but kind of test the idea and try it and know we don't bat a thousand is that success or failure that one's probably more towards failure um but maybe maybe for you it's um then i'm not what you can yeah, finish it but we don't have to know that and then we don't have to know and decide um, that but all right should we close this one out if you want yeah 
I don't have anything right. else on the whole idea for it. Right, we'll Wait, it. I have one thing. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Strength Finder. What are your What are your strengths again? Uh, maximizer is the first one. Okay. I can't, and I can't spout off the other ones. You don't remember the collaborator. Uh, I I what? don't. Huh? No, that was no, that's not me. That was Dominique. Maximizer was the top one. Was the very first one, and then I think it was like okay. collaborator or some other stuff. I, where, do you have that somewhere? Are you are you are you futurist at all? I can't or, remember. I want to know yours, and then Probably. what are yours again? Mine are communication, command, achiever, uh, and the other arranger, and the other one starts today also. Um, two C's and three A's. Hmm. Yeah, if you can find it, I'd be interested. I don't remember. I know Maximizer was the first one because I remember Georgine and I were the only two that had that as our right. thing. Yeah. Um, what are yours? Do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine are positivity, mm-hmm. strategic, analytical, relator, responsibility. Oh, responsibility is my yeah. one. Yeah, name. responsibility. Yep, for you too. Yeah. Um, yeah, two A's, two C's, and then responsibility. Yeah. What's your disc profile? Um, which one's that? Is that the ENTJ thing or no? The DISC. You're a D. He doesn't seem like he would be. He is a D. Are you really? What's a D? Dominant. Dominant. Probably. I think so. Probably. Yeah. Because the other is conscientious, steady, and influencer. Influencer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I am. I don't think I've done that one. I'll find the strength. All right. Um, yeah, find them. Stop it now. Yeah, I guess that'll be it for this episode yeah, of this episode. something that doesn't have a name yet. Yeah. All right. Get back up. Get back up.